Welcome to the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. And here are your hosts, AC Insiders, Danny Blanford and Vance McCullough. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel AC Insider Podcast, brought to you by Sportsman's Warehouse, Ranger Boats, Mercury Marine, with Rely on Lithium Batteries providing the juice. We're coming to you with our Halloween edition, only by chance. Vance, I see you didn't dress up for the show. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> Not doing anything too spooky today, but it's Halloween, and I don't know about in your neck of the woods, but uh, winter showed up up here this week. So one more fishing tournament for myself, and I know you've got a little bit of kayak stuff coming up still in the month of November. Yeah. Yeah, man, a couple and weeks from now, I want to fish one of the uh... – we talked about the Bassmaster, uh, you know, it's the Bass Nation Florida uh, kayak series. That's fun, you know, closer to home deals. And, uh, there's a place I love to camp down there, Salt Springs, uh, Lake Kerr, a lake near that. And, um, yeah, man, take me back to being a kid. I used to fish that as a kid, and I think that's part of the fun with this whole kayak thing, Danny, is, is the less pressure, less stress, kind of maybe slower pace. I mean, we get real competitive with it, don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, back to back to the roots kind of uh, experience for me is kind of what draws me to it. And, uh, you know, so hopefully we get to speak to Drew about some of that. And I think that's what he's got going on with his series this year. It's going to draw a lot of people to it as well. Yeah, you said something that jumped out at me and you mentioned camping, right? So for you, you're going to go down, you're going to camp. We've talked before. I know you, you grill over a fire in blocks, so you'll be able to take your cooking supplies with you. But that's what you're getting into, right? I mean, you're going to go down, you're going to stay a couple of days, camp, fish when you want yep. to, and, and get ready for the event. You know, that that's always attracted me to the, uh, the whole deal. I mean, that's what you do when, you know, I grow up camping, you're swimming and fishing, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of times I think we can take the fun out of fishing if we get, you kind of forget our roots, forget where we came from. So it's fun to get back to the roots and go back and be a kid again. And like I say, just, just camp and fish and just enjoy the outdoors. Some, sometimes I think the hunting and fishing might just be an excuse to get outdoors and, and just to, to connect with nature in some way, whatever whatever that means to you. I think it's important for all of us to do some of that. No, I agree 100%, man. Now, as far as swimming, that's over for us. We got freeze warnings coming. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's the same way. There's days I fish all day and don't catch anything, and I still enjoyed it. And, you know, deer yep. hunting, do you mention hunting in time out there? I mean – uh, you've got to enjoy the time outdoors because it's not about the harvest, right? I mean, the harvest is a small mm -hmm. part of, of a season, whether you're talking about, I mean, you think about how many hours you spend casting versus how many hours you spend reeling a fish in. And it's the same yeah. in the hunting world. You know, you spend way more hours prepping and, and setting and, and doing the work than you actually do and reaping the reward with the harvest. But no, I sure. think that, I think it's timely, you know, it, years wrapping up, you know, we, you and I talk kayaking quite a bit, even though I'm not a, a hardcore kayak guy, but uh, with every podcast and every time we talk to these guests, I get more interested. And so when you and I were powwowing prior to the show, we said, we ought to dig in a little bit, you know, and uh, down at ICAST, we got a chance to talk with Drew Gregory and he talked to us about his kayak adventure series. And that sounded cool and fun and, and probably more in the spirit of what you're doing right? Recreational mm -hmm. and, and making something out of the trip other than just the fishing. And then the other side of that, we're talking with Steve Owens also with, in this episode. Steve's the uh, Bassmaster Kayak Tournament Director. And so now you're looking at something a little more rigid, more structured in the sense of the competition aspect. So folks, stay tuned. We're paddling our way through the bass fishing space today. 
And coming up, we've got Steve Owens, Tournament Director for the Bassmaster Kayak Series. We'll be back in just a moment. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmans.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse, shop one of over 130 locations nationwide and growing. This segment is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Welcome back, everybody. Vance and I are talking all things kayak this week, and we brought in a special guest, a man that knows a thing or two about kayak fishing, both as an angler and now as the head BASS Kayak Series honcho. Welcome to the show, Mr. Steve Owens. Steve, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I know I met um, one of you at the Classic, and I, I think I spoke to both of you before. So I appreciate so, you having know, me on. Oh, no, our pleasure. You know, Vance said uh, you're coming off of the, your first full year as tournament director, huh? Was it a success? Yeah, yeah. We had quite a bit of success. We had, uh, number one, we had a lot of fun. And, and you know, this was kind of uh, a reboot of the Bassmaster Series because I actually helped start it out in year one with John Stewart and Dwayne Wally and uh, about three or four other tournament directors. But each of us directed our own event, uh, I directed the first Bassmaster Classic event on Logan Martin, and then I did the Lake Chickamauga one uh, that same year. And then uh, I had to step away, just, you know, didn't have time to commit to it like it needed. And three, four years later, it, it turns out where, you know, personal life and everything lined up to where I could do this full time. And now we've got a full time TD to man the ship so that everything's kind of consistent and stays the same. Oh, I know that's an important thing. So congratulations on that. It looks like the growth is there for sure. I mean, your space seems to be on fire right now. So what do, what do you kind of attribute that to? In the end, the overall picture is the uh, the marketing and the media that Bass put behind us this year. Uh, they, you know, Mark Cisneros, our camera guy, he's been here for a while. Um, he does a great job. And then um, getting it on the Bassmaster website. I think that picked up traction. Now, our first event, before all of that, we had 234 on Gunnersville. Not arrogantly, but partly because I, I came in to take over full time. And you mm -hmm. know, we've built a pretty good reputation as far as like me and a couple of my buddies that run tournaments. And Daniel Davis is kind of my right-hand man with all of that because we run Tennessee and Georgia Bass Nation as well. Um, but man, just the reputation we've had over the years of running tournaments. And uh, I think that everybody just got excited that a kayaker was in it. I mean, there are other people that could do this job too, uh, but a kayaker specifically being in it, I think made a huge splash. And, uh, and, and Bassmaster, they, you know, they, they came into this brand new, you know, they obviously are an amazing tournament organization, but you know, kayaks are different than boats and in, in, in a lot of different aspects. So you can't just translate a boat tournament to a kayak tournament. And so uh, they listened and they saw where their things could have been done better. And they put those into action. I listened to the anglers because at the end of the day, I'm not fishing this event. You know, I can put the integrity and the willpower on it, but I have to, you know, cater to what you all want to fish. And so within reason, I listened to all of that. We put it all together and Bassmaster did the same thing. They said, whatever, 
your committee, your community needs or wants, let's put it on paper and make sure we can deliver it. And we did. And we had like an 85, 86% growth this year. I think we averaged 163, something like that. So a great, very successful year. Yeah, sounds like it. Congratulations on that. And I'm sure having Bass's support and you at the helm, it does sound like you guys have got some good stuff going going your way. I looked, it looked like participation was up as well from, you know, and I think you said 86% growth. So, I mean, you know, we're not hearing that from a lot of tournament directors on the other side of the space, right? The boat and motor bass tournament guys, we're not hearing, not hearing about that kind of growth. And it, I've done a little bit here on the anglers channel side, investigating some of the kayak pieces and things. And, and of course, Vance, he's, he's a kayak angler. I'm, I'm still dabbling and trying to get involved, but uh, man, it just seems like an affordable, easier way to get into the space and figure out if it's for you or not. And, you know, seeing the the rigs, obviously they're not cheap. It's not the same as my big box store version that I've got there. But Vance, you've got to actually compete with these guys. Talk to us a little bit about the level of competitiveness. You rode in bass boats and you, you've competed in bass tournaments and filmed top level mm -hmm. events. And then you've competed with these guys. I mean, what's that been like? And is the, the competition just as strong there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I came up, um, you know, ABA days in a bass boat started as a no ain't no boater co-angler we used to call it no boater back then but mm -hmm. you know everybody's so sensitive nowadays anyway i was no boater <laughs> and uh you know, it's a boater right so i came up the, the hard way and did it and i competed with uh some guys i took it you can believe this but terry scroggins was in an event one time i finished second took a little of his money so i'll always you know go to go to my grave telling my grandkids about that right so um yeah i've competed against some good competition and then uh do the kayak deal it's a lot of fun and uh I, just the Bass Nation deal, um, you know, like Steve alluded to there, Tennessee Bass Nation, Georgia, Nation, uh, Georgia Bass Nation. I did the Florida Bass Nation this year in our first tournament on Rodman. I figured I'd go sight fish and, you know, catch some bass and do okay. It was off. It was bad off. And I'll come back in and a 74-year-old Vietnam veteran kicked my butt with forward-facing sonar on a kayak. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, these guys, it's no joke. They are really taking advantage of all the technology. The old dogs are learning new tricks. And uh, it's it's really cool to see. The competition level is stiff, it's serious. And the numbers, the numbers are so big. It's kind of, like Steve said, 234 boats. That's like being in, a, in an open or something. you got a couple mm -hmm. hundred guys here out there going head to head with. So uh, just from that perspective, you know, yeah, it's, it's very competitive. Yeah, I guess in my mind, I didn't do that. I didn't do the apples to apples. You know, that's the size of an open field. Steve, Vance hit on something, technology. Obviously, at Bass, you guys have formed a council there on, you know, electronics and where they fit in. And um, the kayak space, I've been blown away by the stuff that's there. Talk to us a little bit about what what is okay. Are there restrictions? If a person wants to come and fish this national stuff, um, are they allowed to be motorized? Are they allowed to do whatever they want with their electronics? Kind of fill in our, our listeners on that. Yeah, you are. We're a motorized uh, kayak series as long as they're registered uh, within the state that you live in. Uh, you have to um, look up and research on your own each state's water laws, if you lack mm -hmm. of a better term. Um, navigation lights, white light, 360 white light, just like a boat. You know, I think they're all pretty much the same, but you still have to research it on your own in case there are differences. But um, and on that there, uh, every kayak has a weighting, a weight. Uh, thrust, horsepower rating on them. Um, 
and you have to abide by those. We have that language in our rules. I, I don't right. know, you know, verbatim, but, but yeah, you're motor, we are motorized. And as far as electronics go, uh, you can put whatever, you know, you can put safely on your kayak and, you know, we don't, we don't legislate that at all. So like, you know, I, I have a, I've got a Garmin 12 and a, and a, and a Helix 10 and, you know, uh, uh, live panoptics on mine. And I've got a, a lithium powered motor. I mean, it's, you know, you, you, you find out how many things you think you need, but right. I'll be honest uh, for me and, and everybody was like, well, why don't you just buy a boat? Dude, it, it's still not a boat. It's far, far and away from a boat. It's still a kayak. And mm -hmm. until you've gotten in it and, and got to spend some time and then actually learn how to fish out of it and, and enjoy it, I probably won't ever go back to a boat. I mean, um, I just, I enjoy kayak fishing. There's something different about it. It's kind of like every, every level of racing that you have, there's a reason everybody stays within whatever, the, whether it's dirt track, midget cars, fuel, you know, straight line racing, whatever, that's yours. And that's what this is for us. And, you know, and, and they're not being insulting, but a lot of people are like, well, well, were you going to graduate up to fish the boat tournaments? No, we don't want to. I mean, we, we like what we're doing here. You know, and so, uh, but yeah, but if you want to get into it, literally all you do is become a Bassmaster member. Uh, you go to Turning X and create a free account because that's how we score the fish is catch photo release and then upload them to Turning X. Um, and then that's it, you know, reach out to me or through the website, you know, there's an email attachment there and, you know, we'll get you started. I mean, the interesting thing about Bassmaster this year is, you know, not that I know everybody, but I know a lot of people in this industry, in, in, in the kayak community. And there's people that I've never seen, spoken to, or whatever. And and I wish I want to keep track of it next year. The amount of people that come up to me and say, This is my very first kayak tournament ever. You know, it's $250 mm -hmm. entry fee plus travel. That's a thousand bucks for most people. And they they just they're jumping in it like crazy because they're getting to fish a bass master event, something they dreamed of, you know. Yeah, that's the thing I came across today when I was reading and doing my research on, you know, kind of prepping for the call. You know, when I see that classic moniker associated with what you're doing, I see the format parallels. I see the coverage, to your point, on Bassmaster.com and all these places. I mean, it kind of gave me the chills because it is a it is a way to experience that parallel path with the, the folks at Bass and the way you guys do things. Uh, mm -hmm. I got one question that I want to ask. You, you hit on great ways to get involved in that, you know, with what you're doing at that level. But both you and Vance mentioned Bass Nation related functions and that's Bass Nation Kayak, correct? Do you have a moment? Can you yeah. kind of explain explain to us the difference to our, our listeners who may say, well, I don't know that I want to travel, but maybe I would like to do it close to home. Yeah. So go. the Bass, the, the Yamaha Rightwaters Bassmaster Kayak Series is, like you mentioned earlier, that's the open series. That's, you know, five events this year um, and, and the coming season that will culminate in the championship being fished in conjunction with the Bassmaster Classic. So those are the opens, the, the big league, if you want to call it that, even though we mm -hmm. don't have a pro series technically. And then what the Bass Nation is, uh, and, and Bassmaster and Bass Nation are two separate companies, two separate entities. People just call it bass across the board, and it's not. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so move away from the, the Bassmaster Kayak Series, you have Bass Nation. And each state has their own chapter. Uh, they're governed by their own body. Um, and, and right now, currently, uh, each Bass Nation is already in existence. So, you know, that's the boat world. 
And so kayakers are coming into that world and it's, it's an organization in each state that they've already created on their own. So we're coming into their world. And so we're adjusting and trying to figure out how to carve our own out, you know, which is difficult because you got to have manpower. But uh, so on a state level, if you already have it in your state, like Florida has four regions, uh, a trail series and Tennessee, Georgia has a trail series and you can just, you can fish that and that'll culminate in a state championship. And from that state championship, you actually get to go to the Bassmaster Championship as well. Um, and so those those state levels are typically, you know, thirty to seventy five dollar entry fees. They're one day tournaments. Uh, luckily, they're probably anywhere from your body of water that you live on to three or four hours away. And that way, you know, like you mentioned, you can't you can't commit to the travel. Excuse me, commit to the travel or whatever. Then you've got something semi. Com- uh, not semi more competitive than your grassroots clubs that can right. get you to the Bassmaster Championship. Yeah, and that was exactly my question. I was trying to see how that loop closed, and that's that's a loop that I'm familiar with. To your point, I think you made a good distinction about the separation between Bass Nation and Bass. I think a lot of people don't under, didn't don't understand that, but that loop is still closed where a guy can compete at the state level with a state organization and still get to go to the class. So that brings me to Vance. So Vance, with what you're doing in the state of Florida, fishing, as uh, Steve mentioned, a different division, you have that path available to you, right? Right. And I have fished, um, you know, the Bass Nation kayak series before. year before last, I fished one that had down here on Harris Chain, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, like Steve says, it's a big commitment, even if it's only, you know, three hours from the house. There's a little bit scouting and money and a lot of competition, and then – when I found out, you know, about the Bass Nation deal here, I looked at the schedule and it's a half dozen tournaments. And some of them are on lakes I haven't fished since I was a kid, but they're only an hour from the house. And I said, just for that alone, it's kind of fun. It gets me back on some bodies of water that I haven't been to in a while. And, uh, you know, 20, 30 boat tournaments, uh, manageable club size tournaments, you know, modest investment. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Like I say, Went from getting my teeth kicked in by some old guys with forward facing sonar to I uh, finished first in one and second in another, just you know rolling a Strike King Thunder cricket through the, the grass on Orange Lake, or, you know just having a good time, going old school with it like that. So uh, you sort of like I say find your own path in this. I look at it kind of like kayak fishing is sort of like the bow hunting of the tournament you know, of the fishing world. You know what I mean? You got the R three gear in the hunting world. And, some people look at it and go, okay, why, why would you do that? As if hunting's not hard enough as it is. But then you get into it and you do it, and it kind of just becomes this thing you really enjoy. And so, yeah, I like the kayak side of it. Like Steve said, it's, um, man, I'm happy to just sit here and do this, uh, especially with a couple of different options that we have. Be as competitive as you want to be. Go around to hit five different states this year. Just, just a, a half dozen tournaments close to home. There's something for you. And I like that, that Bassmaster has both sort of under the umbrella there in their organization no doubt i love the analogy i didn't really think about that i'm you know i say i'm a bow hunter i haven't been out this year the way i should because i'm still thinking about fishing but that analogy was spot on you know it, uh, a little bit different tact and strategy and probably a little more close encounters with the fish and uh, mm-hmm. yeah to, to steve's point earlier he doesn't aspire to start with a bow and hoping to move up to a gun right he's out with a bow because he's a bow hunter and steve i love that part of it you know, while we've got you and you've got everybody's ear on this kayak edition, talk to us about what you've done up in 2024. You've already got your schedule out, correct? Yeah, we do. Um, 
not a lot's going to change. You know, we're getting ready to uh, go over our rules again. Uh, I'll be reaching out, you know, to some other tournament directors across the country that run bigger events to try to keep a little bit of standardized rules as much as we can. Um, and there in Bass Nation, uh, each state's allowed to use their own set of rules. They don't have to use the Bassmaster rules. And so far, I think most have. Uh, like in Tennessee and Georgia, we doctor out a few things because they really don't apply to one-day tournaments or whatever. But um, but so so most mostly that set of rules will be intact. We may add a few things. They're not really going to be that much, uh, not much more restriction put on things. Just a few things to kind of iron up, clean up some language on some things. Um, and as far as so as far as rules, that that's all that'll happen there. Uh, we're going to continue to grow the website. Um, new coming up this year, we've been working with the uh, the visitors bureaus and the chambers that we work with across the country, and. Um, you know, we have to have those people to do this, even on every level, the boats, the college, high school, everybody, you have to have these towns and cities uh, welcome you in and support you financially. And something we came up with was, you know, when you pull up the kayak page, you know, have a, a, a link like you do now, because you can go to the kayak resource page, click on rules, schedule, each event, uh, detailed information. But we'll, we'll have hopefully a video provided by the, the city. So let's just say Lake Murray. Um, when we go there, uh, you'll be able to pull up, um, so I get the name correct, you'll be able to pull up um, Capital City Lake Murray country. Um, that's that's them. That's them. And so there'll be a little tidbit to tell you what's in the area around Lake Murray. Uh, they'll be able to give us some links to hotels and lodging, which the anglers most likely will get a discount for. Um, and, you know, be a little more interactive with our hosts so that, you know, they are not only growing while we're there, but throughout the season, you can click around. And if you're going to bring your family, then you can click around and find the best place to stay, the, the best things for them to do while you're out fishing and, and hopefully cashing a check to pay for it all. Um, and just that's about it. Um, and then just continue to find ways to market the angler because, I mean, that's the reciprocation of affection and drive and determination is when the angler sees that Bassmaster's putting them out there. Like on this schedule graphic here, you've got um, Mark Caneros, I think it's his last name from, from Texas, pulling in a monster. He finished second with a 200-inch limit there. And then Tyler Cole, Tyler Cole holding up his Bassmaster trophy. I mean, that means a lot to people. You know, you guys, you're smiling. That's a big deal. You know, it would yeah, be I great to have that. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and, and, uh, I'm going to interrupt you. The only Bassmaster I had is from when I was a kid where you could go to the classic and they'd stick you in the booth. And then you had the backdrop where you're on, you're on the Bassmaster magazine. So somewhere that's in a box. But no, I, I totally agree. I'm a, I'm a fan of what, what goes on over there. And I'm sure the, the accolade part of it. And you hit on a great point about the marketing aspect of it. And I guess, um, that's something that we haven't talked about in the show yet, but that desire to, to market, promote and all that stuff, that's huge. I mean, Bass has made household names out of people who fish out of boats. And what I hear you saying is there's some emphasis to try to put a spotlight on some of those kayak guys. So, you know, props for that for sure. Yeah. And like you, like, you know, you know, you, you have to have the people and that's why, you know, when I build a schedule, I look for the body of water first um, and then time of season. And then after that, I take a poll from a bunch of different people and find out, you know, is this right? Is this where we want to go? You know, and then you tell me about a, a lake that's kind of an obscure lake, but we can get support there. That's even better than let's just say Gunnersville or something. And, and then, so I, I look for that, but, 
but as far as that, getting into the schedule, you know, we're like, like I said, we're going to Lake Murray starting out February 24th and 25th. Um, you know, that's early. Uh, well, we say it's early, but dude, we fish year round all the time now. I mean, right. End of November is our state championship for Georgia Bass National Lake Seminole. And then turn around December 16th is our very first event for 2024 in Tennessee Bass National Del Hollow. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we get weeks off, not, not, that's it. So, uh, right. yeah, so we're going to, we're getting up there to Lake Murray uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. And um, that's, you know, from what I gather, if you're not there in April, that's the time to be there is, is they're feeding, uh, getting ready to do their thing. And, you know, then we'll, we'll move back down to Grayford, Texas in April, uh, back to Possum Kingdom. And that, that's the, that's the place where we've had our two biggest bass turnouts that we've had with the first one being the Bassmaster Championship there in 2020, I think it was, when Mark Pendergraph held off Joe McElroy. Both of them, you know, had 200-inch limits. They had one, two, and three were 200-inch limits for two days. And so this tournament this year in June was first and second place had 200-inch limits. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. I, I, I lost count, and I don't know how I forget this number. I want to say something like 100 bass over – 18 and a half inches, something like that. You know, you're talking about four and a half pounders, you know, and, and these fish were monstrous and, and 20 inches was up to like four dozen or something. And we had half a dozen, 23 inches and something. It was just, it was ridiculous the amount of fish that came out of that place. And, and there was wakeboard traffic quite a bit. They've got big ocean cruisers. I don't know how in the world ocean cruisers made it on a small lake in Texas, but they did right. Um, right. and, but they, we didn't have a lot of trouble with boats really, uh, throughout the year. You know, it's the typical, everybody's going to pull up on somebody. It's just, just bass fishing. Men are aggressive and overloaded on testosterone and egos. So, uh, you're going to cut each other off. I mean, kayakers do it too. I'm not going to say boats all the world do it, but, but anyway, Possum Kingdom actually showed out. And this time actually will be, um, pre-spawn. Some will already be spawning. So they're going to be a lot more active and not, you won't have to, you'll be able to find them more and do more things to catch them than, than you did in the summer this last year. And so we're excited to get back down there to Grayford, but then um, kind of a staple in the industry as far anywhere that you go, people from across the country, you'll find somebody that's been to Lake Gunnersville because it's mm -hmm. that lake. It's that lake. And, you know, I live on Lake Chickamauga. I'm an hour and 20 minutes from my favorite spot on Gunnersville, and you know we we've our grassroots club has a couple two or three tournaments there a year tennessee bass nation state championships actually been there the last two years we do two years and then we move to a different body of water to give you some familiarity if you've never fished there before right and uh so we're going back there may 18th may 19th that's a little bit after what they usually do their thing in but it's it's still where they're not moved way way back out to the ledges where you just have to go camp and hunt them uh, you're still going to just go out like you said earlier um with your thunder cricket or whatever your beta choice is you're going to go out and find fish on Guntersville. it's my my favorite place next to seminole to fish in the country um and then you know we'll um we'll skip you know some of the the getting back to school kind of you know funk that everybody goes through because they had to spend their money on school clothes and last minute yeah. vacations and <laughs> that's and then, a real uh, thing i know that it <laughs> is man and i mean i'm i'm 48 my, which i had my son in high school so i mean I, he's gone out of the house early but uh 
you know, it's still, I see it, you know, and, and paying attention to the numbers and numbers are down everywhere. Typically. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the economy and uh, people don't have as much extra income as we we've settled back out of COVID back to the normal, like what we used to have kind of numbers. Right. Um, and I, and I think that's okay. It looks like we've taken a dip, but we've just settled back down a little bit, you know, we've, and uh, so anyway, when we get done with that, we're going to end the uh, summer month, so to speak. Uh, the travel month for a lot of people uh, at the end of July, we're going back to Susquehanna river. Uh, we were just there in October to close our season out and had one of the most spectacular tournaments. I think kayaking's ever had. We had 146 anglers catch 1700 plus fish. And I, I think was, was the swim bait involved. I feel like I read a story on Bassmaster somewhere. Like he's, he's throwing a high dollar swim bait and catching giant smallies. Right. Is that yep. close enough? <laughs> throwing a bull shad he'll tell you because his heart got broke because he was throwing all these different baits and, and 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 couldn't get them to buy and so he he reached in pulled his bull shad out and started catching them and then he hooked into a monster muskie and the muskie bit it off and that was it he couldn't get bit after that and, and so luckily he had that good limit and then he just started chucking a chatterbait after that and then second place russ snyders he throws a mag draft all over the country uh, he won the Bassmaster Championship here on Lake Chickamauga in February, uh, throwing a, a half ounce uh, belly weighted uh, mag draft in the stumps okay. here because we're we've got a winter pool here. They drop the water, um, and so he did the same thing on Susquehanna and finished second, and then that gave him the uh, Dakota Lithium Angler of the Year. But yeah, it was a swim bait. Uh, but Susquehanna is nuts. I mean, I live on the Tennessee River. We've got great smallmouth. Susquehanna was crazy. I mean, I mean, I was judging fish that from their dorsal fin to the lobe of the tail was about an inch or two long, probably about an inch in a lot of instances on a 19 inch fish. They're nothing but body. It, it, it's crazy. But the amount of fish those people caught and big fish. I mean, I think we had pushing 30 anglers with a 90 inch limit and it was a, uh, it was something spectacular. I mean, and watching that tournament, people were pre-fishing, catching a lot of fish, 12, 13, 14 inches, which is not – if you've got a 15-incher in your limit on Susquehanna, you're not catching a check most likely. And everybody's like, you know, kind of wondering, man, did we miss this, you know, because you're supposed to be able to pick all the windows, you know. I joke, anglers tell you, you know, why didn't you put more shade trees on this bank for me? I mean, as a tournament director, you're supposed to figure all that out. But uh-huh. And so I'm getting a little nervous, but then back home where we live – the colder and the uglier it gets, the better the smallmouth eat. Well, that's yeah. what was coming up there. And they were like, man, we don't know what that's going to do. And I, I can't say anything because I don't want my enthusiasm about the weather change to make you get more engaged and kind of maybe change your tournament. So I'm very sensitive of that. And so I was just sitting there waiting. I was like, it's going to turn on. And then boom, right out of the gate, people just started wrecking them. And I was like, here we go. And and then, even, then day two got even better, which was surprising. And, uh, and so we're going back there. They literally booked this tournament. We had a two-year verbal agreement with uh, Lewisburg, uh, the um, um, the uh, Visitors Bureau up there, the Susquehanna River Visitors Bureau. We had a two-year handshake agreement, and I want to say it was June. I had a tournament on Gunnersville I was pre-fishing for and reached out and talked to my contact up there, the, uh, the director, and we were just talking and they had been looking on our Bassmaster pages, the Facebook stuff, clicking on some anglers and just the excitement from you anglers talking about going to Susquehanna months and months later, they wanted to book again. 
had no idea how many we could have had 30 people to that tournament and we already had them under contract for 2024 and so the i thank the anglers for that because that marketing they, they gave got this book you know no problem um, so we're going back there at the end of july the water can be a little low that time of year um, but it, they asked if we could come back in the spring because they have a lot of festivals and things that happen up there in october which means their their hotels are full so we're not bringing right. anglers to stay and it's it's understandable you know it's it's economics you know we all have a part to play with each other uh but i'm excited to get back up there in july because it's it's going to be nuts too it's another good time of year to fish there and uh and thankfully you know it, it allowed us to do something different to close out the season in 2024 is which when we go to shreveport louisiana to fish caddo and bistino caddo lake and lake bistino um, so we close one season out on a river system for your angler of the year. And then the next year, we're going to go down there to a powerhouse power fishing lake. And uh, I don't know how it happened, but this entire schedule I put together is a power fishing schedule. Mm -hmm. um, That's what so I was looking it, at. It looks like it should be a lot of fun <laughs> for people. It's a lot of fun. And so if you're a forward facing sonar, sonar hater, this is your tournament series this year because you may <laughs> not need it. <laughs> Hey, take the money already, all right? Right. That means we don't have to we, we don't have to worry about all that. This is a bank beater thing. It's it's uh looking with your eyes and, and using your senses. So Steve, great schedule and sounds like a great year. Uh we appreciate you joining us today. We're talking kayak with a handful of folks today, so we're gonna cut you loose. But for tell us uh, real quick for folks that want to learn more, where do they go? Hit up bassmaster.com now and find a kayak tab out of that. That's exactly it. And then go to Facebook and look me up, Steve Owens, and I'll get you connected with anything you need, any questions you need. So I appreciate you guys having me on and let me bend your ear about it. Hey, no, great job. And, and yep. did a great job explaining what you guys got going on. So thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right. Y'all have a good evening. Thank you. Bye, hmm. Steve. See you around, bud. Thank you. Well, Vance, that was pretty cool. I mean, Steve, on year two, you seeing kind of what we thought when we talk about this stuff, explosive growth, a lot of interest. And, uh, you know, he's expecting big numbers for his tournament trail. It looks like a great schedule. And, you know, one thing I was glad he did, one thing that wasn't clear to me heading into this, like when I see your, your big checks on the wall, I noticed they say Bass Nation. It wasn't clear to me in our conversations, you mentioned you may have an opportunity to qualify for the classic, the kayak classic. And so Steve kind of closed that loop. But for those that didn't get it, explain how what you get to do still leads to an opportunity with the national trail that Steve's running. Yeah. So I've, I've fished, uh, you know, one of the Bassmaster Opens, the big ones before down at Harris Chain a couple of years ago. And I've fished uh, the Florida Bass Nation um, Series 2, the kayak series here. And that's the same architecture as you have, you know, the Bassmaster Opens. And you've always had, uh, you know, like the Bass Nation, you know, Federation Nation, you know, right. two different tracks. But a Federation Nation guy can qualify for the classic via that route, you know, even though they're two separate trails. And, uh, you know, you go in the, the close to home route, the Florida, you know, the Bass Nation kayak series, it's a uh, half dozen tournaments all within a couple hours of the house, one day events, and you go pretty fish it as you have time and, and resources to do so. And uh, it's, it's fun competition, 20 to 30 uh, anglers per event, probably. Um, you know, make a little money and have a good time, but uh, it's not on the level of the Bassmaster Kayak Series, which has five events in five different states across the nation. You know, more expense, more travel, more competitive, more money. So you can kind of find your own level there. Do what you want to do, and one kind of feeds into the other a little. Mm -hmm. But 
it's something for everybody. So, you know, depending on your, your, uh, the, how much time you have to commit to it or your interest level or your experience level, whatever you're comfortable with. And some people like to do both. I like, I really enjoy both. You know what I mean? Right. I can shift gears real easy from one to the other. I can keyed up and go do some national tournament. That's a, just a lot of fun on a different level. As much adrenaline as you can have without having 250 horses behind you and the, you know, mm-hmm. the smell of that, that exhaust, you know how that feels, you know, tournament morning. Uh, and then you got, the, like I said, the close to home. Yes, there's some money in it. Yes, we're competing, but I'm back to my roots, fishing local waters and, and having a good time. It's a little different feel. But if I understood Steve right, at the state level, what you're doing, I know you're, you're kind of talking about the individual events, but there's a path now for a state yep. level angler to compete in the classic, right? Just like, just like right. the Brian Kershaw Federation deal. You you can exactly. I'm not saying everybody can do it, right? It's probably one guy per state or whatever. But there is a yep. mechanism to fish at home and still get to go to that big stage. Yes, they have a state championship, right? So you get you qualify for your state tournament, you do well on the state tournament, and then that clears the path to go to the big event that's held on the stage concurrent with the Bassmaster Classic. I need to do some clicking around. I, I got to admit, I'm a little ignorant on what's available in my own state, but I'm sure their information is out there on the Bassmaster.com website. I need to check that out. You know, I see some events. Uh, they're tiny. The stuff that I see around me are fairly small on small lakes. So I don't think that the things that I've crossed paths with while I'm out on the water bass fishing, I don't think they've been, you know, big events, state run events, but I want to check on it. You know, the, the more we talk about it, the yeah. more I want to do it. And Finding something close to home makes sense. And I love the idea of, you know, maybe dumbing onto uh, a, a good sack of fish and, and moving on, right? I just think that'd be a cool experience. Yeah. Uh, that's the competitive side of stuff. And now we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with Drew Gregory. Drew is kind of going at it a little bit different. You know, my understanding of what he's doing, calling it an adventure series, it's still about the competition and the fishing, but they're mixing in some other elements to have some fun. Uh, you know, I don't want to speak on everything that Drew's doing, but I think that he's got a cool thing going. And so hopefully, uh, maybe he's doing something that'll be a little closer around here or have something, maybe I could do a one-off event and check something like that out as well. Well, let's take a quick break, get a word from our sponsors and we come back. We'll be with Drew Gregory, the kayak adventure series, and we'll see what he's got going on. Since 1968, One Boat Company has stood as the gold standard for quality, performance, innovation, safety, and resale value. Ranger Boats. Ranger's passion for perfection is evident in every boat that leaves our facilities. Whether it's bound for lakes and rivers for fishing and fun, or targeting trophy tuna and blue water. Ceaseless innovation results in top-tier boats that have made Ranger the go-to for tournament anglers and weekenders alike. And the new Z521R and Z520R redefine what a premium bass boat can be. Ranger, still building legends, one at a time. This segment is brought to you by Strike King. Get out there and tie one on. All right, everybody, welcome back. Vance and I have been kind of paddling in circles on this bass fishing topic today. Uh, We've got a new kayak venture, and uh, the originator of that, I should say, Mr. Drew Gregory, joining us. Drew, we've been talking about chaos and fishing here lately, and uh, I guess you're going to be a mover and shaker in the space and bring something new to your, your segment of the world. Um, welcome to the show and, and tell us about what you got going on, man. Yeah. Thanks guys. I uh, appreciate it. Hopefully I'm not, you know, we're not completely up the Creek without a paddle in this segment. Right, that's right. That's <laughs> hopefully right. uh, like uh, you could probably say that the bass boat world appears to be at, at times uh, with in the last few years, for sure, 
But you guys have probably covered all that in depth. Don't get me started on that because trust me, I got opinions on on it all as well. And it's not, you know, we're all just bass fishermen, whether you're kayak or boat, you know, you follow it all. Most people, mm-hmm. if they're in the competitive side of the kayak side, they follow the competitive bass boat side. And I just happen to also have a, a sports management background. That's what my master's degree is in. And I've ran, you know, tournament leagues and sports leagues uh, full time before I was fishing full time. Before I was even fishing full time, I was, uh, or you know, tournament fishing, I should say, on the the kayak side, doing that more full time. I also design kayaks for Crescent Kayak, so it's not like that's, you know, all my income. But before that, I was actually running a national tournament series called the River Bassin Tournament Trail for eight years. So I got a little experience and got some some. Uh, opinions and all the other stuff that's going on and we'll let leave that for today but i'm excited to talk about the kayak adventure series and uh it's a new new series tournament trail whatever you want to call it it's kind of has a festival component to it is bringing that sort of just you know it's not the high stakes high entry fee sort of deal it's more for kind of like everybody the families can come and, and there's time and activities built in for the you know to really fellowship and and like really have those friendships spark between the anglers and each other and the fellowship of the whole thing, which is why a lot of us got into kayak fishing to begin with. And there's nothing wrong with the high stakes uh, side of things that, that, and certainly the fellowship goes on there too. I mean, I, I fished the, you know, Bassmaster tournament series was AOI last year and had a lot of success. I was AOI in the Hobie series as well. And I love and enjoy that high competitive, the highest level of competitive fishing I love and enjoy that, but I feel like the vast majority of people, we're kind of in a bubble. Would you not agree a little bit? We're in a little bit of a bubble when you're that hardcore and serious about it. Yeah, but the vast, I mean, yeah. of all my fishing friends, I'm the only one on a Tuesday, you know, locked into my screen talking about these things for sure. I get the bubble aspect and man, I got to, mm-hmm. I'm going to interject here because you got a lot of energy, but I think you glossed over a point there that I think our listeners should pick up on, dude. Bassmaster Kayak Series AOI, Hobie Kayak Series AOI in the same year. Uh, Vance is better with stats, but he told me you had six national kayak wins in 2022. Is that last correct? Year. Yes, and, and last year I had a good year for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, would, I, mean, I would say so. <laughs> and and in case in case he came in hot, guys, this is a gentleman with a master's in sports management background too. Uh, and he's doing his own trail. So obviously you've competed at the high level. You've seen what's there. You know what's there. And you've said, you know what? I think it's about camaraderie and and the other aspects. So with this adventure series, we got to meet at ICAST this past year. You were telling me about, yeah. you know, I think you mentioned kind of an after party type thing and, mm-hmm. and getting the community involved. Talk to folks a little bit about what goes on in addition to the fishing. Sure. So um, about the after party, I'll get into the whole, just a quick little rundown of what a weekend looks like on our series and how you can see it's different. So our tournament is, it's just five fish, but it's five fish over a day and a half of fishing format. So if you're a little bit new or, or beginner or intermediate, you're not as confident and always catching five, you got an extra four hours to do it. It's, it's, you know, eight, eight hours, one day and four and that four hours is on Friday afternoon. So it starts on Friday afternoon at three, but really you back up to Thursday. It starts, you know, obviously well be- before even Thursday with your pre-fishing practice, however many days you want to get in. But Thursday is when our first official, you know, I, I guess the opening ceremonies is what it's called. Our first official event is held. Opening ceremonies is, you know, kind of like four o'clock check-in. You just hang out, live uh, music, food trucks, games, 
just kind of fun going on, right? Drinks, all that, all that fun stuff, fellowship. And we'll have a, a short little rules question and answer there at some point. But when it's over at like 7.30, you just hang out. Whether we're at a brewery or we're at a bowling alley and pizzeria or, uh, I don't know, motorsports park or whatever. We have a cool like locations and places we're going to be at where there's stuff going on. So you can be – and I've made this joke in other podcasts. I guess they like it, so that's why I keep repeating it. You can be out until 1 or 2 in the morning pushing each other in the bushes because you've had too much to drink, and it's not going to affect – your potential to win the event and it gives you the ability to stay up and hang out and just have fun because we're not on the water starting until 3 p.m the next day and what's cool so thursday it's all just fun fellowship checking in and uh we got gift bags are worth a hundred dollars for the first hundred people that enter the event so we'll get into how much it costs and all that in a little bit and the two-man team division and the other cool aspects of it that make it again my whole idea was, well, if we're going to be – we want to be completely different from these other series because I don't want to detract from them because I love those series, those tournament directors and those companies that have put them together and given those opportunities for the anglers. I want to be something that can be a catalyst to help get even you know beginner and intermediate folks into the sport. And then if we're just – we're just doing six across the entire U.S. So we're only going to each region kind of one time. So when we're, we're gone, people kind of get the bug for this and they love it. Maybe they start – fishing those other ones and start moving their mm-hmm. way up you know and that's fine we're, t- we're totally cool with that so but thursday after the opening ceremonies and you have fun and you're pushing each other in the bushes till one and two in the morning that's cool then then friday you wake up and we actually have a seminar it's like a whole weekend of events we have a a breakfast seminar series there's a, a sponsor that i almost said the name of that's probably going to come on board for that so it's a a breakfast seminar series and that's where I bring in three guest speakers, fishing celebrities in the, in the world of either kayak fishing or just general bass fishing or mm-hmm. biologist. And they speak for 45 minutes a piece. You have breakfast. It's probably just like $30, $40. And uh, that also some of the, the proceeds goes to not just help get the speakers there and cover their costs, but also towards charities that we're raising money for river keepers and pediatric cancer in particular at each event. So then, so it's kind of cool because it's optional. So there you Thursday, you hang out, you have fun, whatever you want to do Friday, you wake up and you have an optional thing to go to. And it ends around 1230. So you got plenty of time to get on the water, you know, by three o'clock when the tournament starts. So even if you have to run a shuttle and set shuttles with your, you know, um, a partner or whatever for a river float trip or, Whatever you have to do, there's plenty of time to still rig and just get totally ready. And uh, if you don't want to go to the seminars, you know, you're, you're sleeping off the hangover or whatever. It's fine. Right. So then then you start at 3 p.m. and you fish from 3 to 7, which is cool because how many events do you see, you know, in the kayak world that have, you know, a weekday, which should be less people on the water. I get it's the afternoon, so after work people might start showing up. But you get a little bit less pressure from the locals, and you have a new strategy in play because in our tournament trail – Lakes and rivers are in play at each stop. So it's kind of like this, and you'll see this theme throughout the whole kayak adventure series. It's sort of choose your adventure because mm-hmm. we allow, we have lakes and rivers in play. We have allow motors, all the electronics you want. doesn't matter. You choose your adventure. So if you want to be in a three or $400 kind of a less expensive kayak, either by uh, what you prefer or by necessity, because you're still in college and you still have any money for something more expensive for $10,000 setup or fifteen dollars or $20,000 setup these days with everything on it, uh, when you start counting electronics and motors, then you choose your adventure. And our rule set, the way we have it designed, you can launch anywhere that's public access. So you're not at a disadvantage. I mean, when I won the Bassmaster AOI, I was competing against guys that had motors, and I never used a motor or a graph once. Because, right. again, with the rule set's designed a certain way, 
you're you're literally not at an advantage or disadvantage. You're just at what what is your preference? What's your style? You know, you choose your adventure. I love if it was, you know, some guys out there say, Well, I love to just put in at little creeks and rivers where you don't need electronics, you don't need motors, but you need to be able to access them through, you know, and portage over natural obstacles like logs and a rapid that you don't feel comfortable going down. In which we allow all that stuff. Just the, you know, what kayak fishing kind of how it started from the beginning was to get to water that the boats can't get. Let's let's utilize and fish some of that that unpressured water. It's 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 the way you win every fishing tournament out there. It doesn't matter if you're using live. So here's or, here's the thing. You know? Yeah. So so and this this that's what I was wondering. That's what I was yeah. wondering because you're one of the few gentlemen who has the honor of having a rule named after you, basically. And then yeah. uh, general, you know what I mean? Uh, yep. And. Uh, I mean, I would I would take it as a compliment if I was yeah. you. I'm yeah. won six tournaments in a year, and then they come out with the Drew rule. You can't portage over stuff. You can't. Right. Kayak hits the bottom. You got to stop going forward. And uh, but yeah. I mean, in your defense, you won those six tournaments that year. I think you told me one time you won two of them completely offshore. Right. Two of them in the main body of the lake, like not up a creek, you know, but up shallow, and then two of them going as far as humanly possible up, up a tributary to get away from pressure and get the fish so you're making certain that that spirit and that that part of the, the uh experience is alive for all of us that we can as you say choose your own adventure and go exactly. have fun right exactly if you go back and look at tournaments that had the rules that way they were it was so cool again coming from a sports background they were one it's like a 33 33 and 33 percent clip i'm serious like 33 percent of tournaments in the history of kayak fishing tournaments that had rules that allowed, you know, uh, portaging and accessing at any public location, which means it, it, for you guys not familiar listening, which basically means you're launching at a bridge. It's not an actual boat ramp. It's a public right away. It's a bridge or it's a kayak and canoe access. That's not a quote unquote boat ramp. All the places you can find, which is what kayak anglers do since we don't have a 250, even on the lake, it's a public park, but there's no boat ramp there. Okay but I can drag my kayak through the grass and launch there. So we need to be able to get to and access the lake, the whole lake. We do it a different way than a, a guy with a, a 250 on the back, right? Mm -hmm. If it's bass boat. So when you look back at the, all the tournaments with those rules, they, it was such a beautiful thing when it, from a, again, from my tournament kind of like in sports background, it was like 33% were one about approximately offshore with electronics, and scope and 30 on the main lake and 33% were one, on the bank of the lake, you know, just going around fishing, whether whatever docks, your spawning event, just the bank. And then about 33% were one up a river or creek that was further than the bass boat can go, right? Because they would beach themselves. And it was this beautiful thing. And to me, that's was the, the coolest part about kayak fishing tournaments. We got to utilize the whole resource where the fish move and the shad and the bait fish, they all move in and out and use it. And that's what we're targeting are those fish that are confined in that you know, lake, right? From dam to dam, you know, and all the creeks that are free flowing. So you got a half day, you're starting right. in the evening. So you've so, got so, a you, that's right. You've got an evening bite. Nobody gets an evening bite in evening bite, tournaments. Four hours. And that's and, and being lakes and rivers and bounds, here's what else is cool. This is really cool because you can think about a four hour window on a Friday. And if you're a river guy or a creek guy or whatever, let's say you probably and there's only public access, let's say twelve miles between that's a long float. You know what I mean? Usually the, you know, most rivers and creeks, you can find public access shorter than that. But a lot of times you can't, even if it's a seven or eight or nine or 10 mile float, that's hard to do in a four hour window. But, mm -hmm. you know, so now your strategy changes. Like, do I go single access, which is, you know, not doing a float, just single access a spot 
and fish the lake or or, or a shorter float or or just single access a river paddle upstream or motor upstream or whatever or go downstream and come back up on that friday and then go to a different spot on saturday you know it's it's a total different strategy do i do a lake just because that's a little easier to single access than a river or creek or you know it, it just gives us a cool different thing that anglers have to figure out and then on uh, sorry yeah on, on friday and then on saturday all day they fish till three and that's it's just five fish and uh wins it and then we have a big festival on saturday as well 2 p.m starting at 2 p.m until about 5 30 food trucks toyota truck demos music live games uh just all kinds of fun bouncy houses for the kids just a lot of fun going on a lot of these communities are holding festivals on top of ours and they they say, you know, the counties and the cities say, man, we get thousands of people to come to these things. So we will literally have, it may not be thousands in the tournament, obviously, it could be just 100 to 200 people or whatever. Um, but the festival itself on Saturdays are going to be quite big. And the coolest part of the, the Kayak Adventure series, or one of the coolest parts, is that we hold our results in these cool historic theaters. These downtown theaters, you know, the ones with the lights and the marquee, and, you know, they're, they're really cool how the renovate, revitalized downtowns are. And they might see, you know, two, three, four, five hundred. One of them in uh, Missouri, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, has seats a thousand. But when the local community is going to be part of the festival and come just see what's going on, they're going to stumble in there and they're going to learn about our sport. And that's the idea is just trying to get new people into the sport and see the beauty of it because we all get it. Like if you're listening to this podcast, trust me, you get the thrill and excitement of even a 12 inch fish on the end of your line in a tournament, it changes the complexion of a 12 inch fish as compared to not in a tournament. Right. It's, and just the, you know, the beating of your heart and the anticipation uh, and the emotions of a tournament, and the excitement of it, you get it. But the idea with going to the theater is we're going to show videos and photos of the day to everyone who's there, you know, who's kind of like just casually interested or, or, you know, obviously the anglers who are there to receive their awards, GoPro's the headline sponsor of this whole thing. Kayak Adventure Series presented by GoPro. And we are obviously it encourages anglers to film themselves. And we're gonna have a film crew filming some some of the anglers as well. The guys in the lead, of course, we're gonna try to follow some of them. But the cool thing is like we're also turning this into a TV show, each of these six. So if you are an angler interested in fishing this and coming to the event, but you know there's a chance if you get a cool catch on camera, you're gonna be on the big screen on the movie theater which is awesome, by the way, because people get to come inside, have drinks, have concessions, get out of the hot summer heat and the AC, a comfortable seat. The anglers get a true stage to stand on with the confetti and the smoke going off. There's nothing wrong with the the lobby of a hotel for a tournament headquarters or a, you know pulling out the stage like the trucks like and all that. Um, but we just wanted a or, – or a state park or whatever, wherever the tournaments are held. I mean, they're always at different places. I wanted to find a way again, going back to my sports kind of background. I was like, how can we find a consistent place for these results to always happen? And it gives everyone a really cool experience, the friends and family. And that's what we came up with. It was these, you know, cool theaters. And then the uh, videos and photos are going to show the, um, you know, the catches. And so when you come on stage on the stage as a top 10, we're going to be able to pull up the video of your awesome, you know, we only need like one or two, maybe max, but probably one, good shot uh 30 seconds or minute clip and our anglers are going to be giving that to us um throughout the weekend and our crew so it's co- kind of cool because we get to really show it and then of course all the other clips that that we can't show everything the results probably last an hour hour and a half um and a- alex rudd is going to be emceeing on stage with me uh, if you guys are familiar with alex rudd fishing and uh so mm-hmm. we'll be on there to keep it light help everyone have fun 
and then show all the cool pictures and videos uh, on the screen. And then we'll take all the, the rest of the pictures and videos that people send us and eventually get edited into just six, you know, six TV episodes that'll air on my outdoor TV. So it'd be pretty cool. So Sholy Palooza, you got yeah, that man. coming up. That's one you're going to That's close to your heart because you're yeah. a show bass guy. Uh, how do I get involved with that? You, you face a lots of website. Can you take my money already? I mean, how do I, how do I sign yeah. up for this thing? I mean, you yeah, you man, got sure. me, brother. What's uh? Yeah, sure. And, and you know, are we are we going to like Flint River there, or is like yeah. Seminole in play? Or that's right. Let's, okay, let's well, walk through the first event. Let's do it. Are you are the ones that you know? It's Lake Juliet. It's uh, High Falls Lake State Park Lake, and the Okmulgee River is in play. The Flint River and the Chattahoochee River. And it'll tell you exactly where the, the upstream launch boundary and the downstream launch boundary are on those rivers. And anything in between that's free-flowing into it, that's legal. I won't get into all the other details of the rules, but that's basically it. If it's free-flowing, which means there's no dams and whatnot, uh, even if there's a spillway dam, it's still considered free-flowing if it's just a running-the-river type dam. But those are kind of some of the rules we don't want to probably get bogged down with now but that's the idea we want people to catch shoal bass that's a bucket list fish for so many people out there so why not come to thomason georgia may 3rd and 4th and uh it's the best time to be catching that fish by far is right then the spider lilies are blooming in the in the river it's beautiful and of course you can cross that off your bucket list catch a shoal bass and then the next one we go to is in uh, whitehall michigan and the east side of lake michigan is incredible fishery there's all kinds of these small, like smaller lakes that they're like bays. If you think about, and you know, Lake Michigan's an ocean essentially. So these lakes that before they go into Lake Michigan through the shipping canal, there's a White Lake, there's Muskegon Lake, there's uh, there's several other lakes, and there's a, actually a bunch of them that we have in bounds. Like there's, I believe, ten or eleven that are in bounds, big there. So that one's gonna be crazy. It's called Wild Whitehall, and that one is uh, actually one is June seventh and eighth. So like I said, they're about a month spread apart. Uh, and then the next one after that, after Wild Whitehall, is July 12th and 13th, is Ozarkana in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. It's the gateway to the Ozarks. That's literally the, the town. So you get to choose. Like, am I going to go in a little bit dirtier water, get some spotted bass, some some smallmouth? I'm sure live there too, but, you know, a little bit more largemouthy because they do, in general, largemouth do get bigger. But there's also smallmouth that get big in the clear Ozark streams to the north and to the east. So that's going to be another decision include, and does that include the buffalo river is that part of that area it's I've not heard. it's not not the buffalo but the current river to the far west is in bounds the black river okay saint francis river they're all incredible um incredible fisheries uh, i've always heard good, good things about the ozark streams for smallmouth buffalo comes to mind so obviously that's a good area uh, oh, the yeah. whitehall area up around traverse city i spent time up there that's going to be great for you guys i don't know totally palooza but Sounds like a good schedule. How many events total are there? There are um, six. Okay. There are six so. events. And then after, I'll just quickly recap these other ones. And then the that was July 12th and 13th for Ozarkana. Then we go to the Susquehanna River in Tawanda, Pennsylvania on August 9th and 10th. Oh, wow. And that's just, Beautiful. you know. Yeah, north branch of the Susquehanna River was voted the river of the year uh, for 2023. And then September 6th and 7th. Uh, and by the way, that one was called the Fiesta on the Susquehanna. Fiesta on the Susky. And then uh, September 6th and 7th is the Wisconsin River Fest in Sauk Prairie, Wisconsin, just north of Madison. That one was just, uh, it's all right on the river. It's just perfect. Uh, kayak demos going on. A lot of fun there. And uh, again, September 6th and 7th. And then the, the championship is uh, 
called uh, broodstock. You guys know what the word broodstock is in a fishing term? I do know. I do okay. know. What broodstock is. <laughs> yeah. So you broodstock hatchery. Yeah, the hatchery. Yeah. So it's a play on the the uh, the word. Obviously, the the festival Woodstock, but. We wanted to make our championship, our Red Crest, our classic, a different name, something unique, and you know, Broodstock. Hopefully, at Broodstock ten in ten years, someone's looking back and man, I had so much fun at Broodstock one, and you know, ever we remember when we did it, did this or did that, or caught all these fish, and so Broodstock is our championship, uh, you know, term, and that one since we're recording this before the website's live, and I know it's going to be public when it so when it is live, I'll go ahead and tell you, the Broodstock is October fourth and fifth, and it's going to be held in. Bowling Green, Kentucky. So right in the middle of all those other stops, if you kind of can visualize all those other stops kind of go in a circle. Uh -huh. And this is kind of like dead in the middle. And uh, it's going to be pretty epic. Um, I don't want to say too much about it now because some of the stuff I just got off a call with the people from Bowling Green. But there's some incredible facilities and venues there that we're going to be able to use potentially for holding this big festival and big championship and it's it's exciting because there's uh, Nolan Lake is nearby. That's going to be in bounds. You got Green, is it uh, Green River Lake? Barron. Yeah, maybe yep. that one's in bounds. I can't remember if that's too far away. But uh, Mammoth Green Cane River Nation. Lake's phenomenal. And yeah, that Bar one. Barren River and Barren Nolan. River. Yeah, the Barren River Lake is the other one for sure. You're within sure. ninety. You're within ninety minutes of my house here. I'm in Bowling Green all the time. So is this no a way. championship? Is this a championship you have to qualify for, or no. this is an open event? It's an open event, and but the but what you have to do. Oh, there you, you just got to, Danny's money. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm in. in. I'm, I'm in, and it tells me Vance. I've got 11 months. Yeah, <laughs> I've got 11 months to become a kayak angler. And you do there you go? And I know those areas. There's also some really good rivers down there. A, a good really friend good. of mine actually with my bait my bait business. They do some injection work down there, and I go out into the county, and it's tailwaters and headwaters of Nolin and I guess Barron. And yep. I, I go through there all the time thinking those have got to be loaded with fish. So I know it's They're beautiful loaded. stuff. Loaded. Lots of rivers and creeks in play. And and uh, two lakes, and there's even one out to the west uh, that I believe – I could look at a map here, but it's out to the, out to the west. It's it's probably going to be in play, too, a couple smaller ones that are to the west of Bowling Green. What part of – where do you live exactly? I am on the Ohio River. If I look out of my okay. office, if yeah. I look to the east, the west, or the south, I see Kentucky. So I'm as gotcha. far south in Indiana as you can get, and I'm uh, yep. 90 minutes to two hours from from that area. Yeah, so I was sitting far. here listening. You know, I, I got to say, Drew, it, it, I was going to tell Vance, and I'll tell you while you're here because I think it's a compliment to the guy that's posting. But I wish I could be a gypsy and just go around and fish these things. Yeah, they they all sound like the kind of bucket list trips for a dude or a couple guys or a guy mm -hmm. and his gal or whatever. And there's fun stuff going on on good fishing. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, it's gonna be fun, man. I can't wait. A, a life know. of leisure to just fish the tour, man. I, I like it. That, not, that would not be that great. Would be hard work. I get, you know, I get That's that right. part, but uh, and it will grand. be competitive. Just so everyone knows, this is still a tournament, and there's still a lot of money at, at stake. And we have a two-man team division, which is 150 bucks, so 75 bucks a piece. Okay, so if it and then our individual division is 150 bucks. So if you wanted to just fish the team division, you could be involved in our whole weekend and fishing for fun and learning. Maybe you're not confident to go up against any of the big names who happen to enter these things because we can't control that. And you just spend 75 bucks and you're in for all the fun. You know, you come to the seminars, you learn something, you see a lot of your your uh, folks that you've seen online that are like your fans of, right? Your big names, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, and you're just there to have fun and and learn. And so. 
but maybe you are more serious and you want to spend 150 on the individual division and then 75 your portion of the two-man team division that's still 225 dollars. by the time you start getting a couple hundred folks involved in this thing and people are all entering and if you do good do good at the individual you're very likely to do good at the team obviously as long as your teammate mm-hmm. doesn't totally bomb and you could still someone could still be walking away with you know five figures at some of these events so it's going to be significant and there's also a uh if you're not having the greatest weekend and things aren't going your way there's a just got to bring this up because it's been a big hit there's a micro bag division the z-man you know micro finesse baits mm-hmm. micro bag division uh. five smallest fish so instead of trunk slamming <laughs> and leaving the whole weekend and again there's no reason you should because it's you know we end on saturday not sunday you don't got to run back home to go to work or whatever at least be a part of that festival and fun and have food and drinks and we can always guarantee fun. You can't guarantee the big bass is going to stay hooked or that it's going to, you're ever going to get the bite, but we can guarantee the fun. That's what the kayak adventure series is all about. So the five smallest bass, the micro division, it's a minimum of five inches for these fish. And so in theory, if you had a 25 inch bag, that's your Holy grail. And it's not easy to do. It sounds easy. It's not, it's easy to catch a 10 or a, a nine or 10 or 11 inch bass. As you guys know, we catch them all the time and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you start trying to catch a, a five, six, seven inch bass. Yeah, it takes new techniques, new locations. But so just keep it on can the you boat. double up? Can you win both? Can yes. you win the, the the big and the small? You can, and that's what I think is. So if the, I've got ninety inches, I might want to go start catching small fish. That's right. There's a triple crown in play at our events, and there's a lot of other fun categories and prizes that I we're never gonna have oh, time to get into. But there's a triple crown in play. If someone won the team division with their partner, won the individual division. And won the micro bag. If you're that good, so if you are an angler that's into being competitive and you think you can pull that off, that's a challenge because, like you said, let's say someone just smashes it on Friday and they think they got the, the tournament almost pretty much won, or you know, which is no different than someone having it won it by nine or ten a.m. in the morning when they crush it. And mm-hmm. We have live scoring. I mean, you know, kind of know oh, that guy's got it won most likely, but. Now you could switch. There's still more ways to win and more money to be had. You, if you go and, and try to catch the five smallest on top of, but man, that would be incredible. If someone won all those, but, uh, and there's a youth division. There's a top female. There's other things going on, other award categories and, uh, just going to be a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of work. And, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to having fun doing it. So with my whole team, it's not just me. I got a lot of good people. Well, dude, you bring the passion. You got to have that passion as a tournament director. People, you know, only a handful of people even understand what it means to be a tournament director. I've got the scars to prove I've been there. You'll have your scars too, right? The best laid plans of mice and men. I get all that. Uh, Hey, you've been awesome. You bring an enthusiasm that I think our listeners will get. Give us that website again. Where where can they go and when does it turn on? It turns on Halloween. It's uh, kayakadventureseries.com. It's very simple kayakadventureseries.com come chase the wild with us and uh yeah we'll keep adding more stuff to the website all the locations are up there your rules your boundaries that's all the stuff that's going to go live first for our listeners check him out check out what he's got to do like we talked in the beginning dude won six national titles has a background in sports management and he is bringing you the kayak adventure series check it out at kayakadventureseries.com Drew, with that, we're going to wrap up here on your part. And uh, Vance and I got to take a little break, and then we're going to come back and wrap this show up with our listeners. Leaders in innovation and anglers at heart. Lose is founded on a rich heritage of building the best. 70 years of cutting-edge innovation with one goal in mind, to answer the call of passionate anglers who demand reliability, durability, and 
Podcast. On and off the water. Wow. Vance, Drew's excited, man. The dude's got some energy oh, yeah. and some passion about what he's doing. It sounds like a lot of fun. What'd you think? Yeah, I think Drew's a guy who's done it at the most competitive level. Enjoys that aspect of it. But then again, he likes the back to the roots, uh, the camaraderie, the let's all come together and learn and become better fishermen. Let's do something for the resource and, and raise a little money for pediatric cancer. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, he's trying to make it all that it can be, the whole experience. And, and I think that's important. I think as we mentioned earlier, uh, you just have to love being outdoors because it, you're not always catching. You're not always, you know, having a career day. Uh, you just want to enjoy your time out there at the end of the day and have a good time and learn come away a better fisherman you know what i mean at the end of the day i can always feel better you know if i learn something while i'm out there and it sounds like drew's kayak adventure series is geared toward that mindset yeah you know i jotted a couple things down you made the comment raising some money for children pediatric cancer probably not talking massive amounts of money but the it's the thought that counts and the effort to end behind it you know to do something he mentioned the pediatric cancer i'm assuming that's a national thing and then he also talked about river keepers so there's a little bit of a conservation element there and then to your point, you know, the the breakfast seminar series and things like that, uh, some entertainment. He had me at food trucks, right? I, I, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we heading into his interview, we were talking about opportunities close to home, right? And so it sounds like there's one, Shirley Palooza's right up your alley. And, dude, yeah. we actually, we kind of stumbled onto some scoop. Uh, we got to find out a day early that I'm actually going to have one close to me down in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And that sounds yep. like a cool deal. You know, the the lakes that they're visiting and some of the rivers around there, are, I've not fished them. I know the lakes and I, I see results from those lakes. As a matter of fact, several tournament trails on anglerschannel.com uh, have tournament results for No Lynn and some of those other lakes that he mentioned. So, so that's uh, October. Okay. And that's October. So somebody could get on there right now, look at current results mm -hmm. from our tournament results right now and begin to prep for what it's going to take to do well on one of those lakes. You know, that's a great point. And, you know, Drew Drew was passionate about what he was talking about. And I was scared to ask any more questions, but because I feel like I could have talked to him for a day. But that yeah. was one thing that was one thing that was clear to me when he spoke is about how much goes into the prep side of even showing up there and being in contention, you know. And as he was talking, I'm thinking, man, this is you got to be fairly solid and know your way around Google Earth got to be a little savvy with finding some of your ways places you can put in what's technically public what is you know because what i understood was there's you know public places where the public has right of way that may not be designated as a public launch right so right how you use the body of water how you access it those kinds of things man it sounds like a fun project it's it's fishing yes yeah. but there's so much more that has to go into it uh, and, and historically, all the trails have allowed you to launch that way. But this year they started uh, the big three, you know, produced. And even like I said, the, the Bass Nation series that I fish with here, a list of published access points that you're allowed to use. You know what I mean? you got to launch from one of these five or six or eight places around the lake to get away from any confusion about that. So Drew is going back to the roots and letting people kind of go explore. And if you find a public legal access point, you go for it. Have a good time. You know what I mean? That's kind of what his whole attitude toward it. So to give a little yeah, no, several, there. It used to be that several, way. Everybody. Several times he mentioned pick your adventure, right? And, you know, I used to, yeah. in college, before I had a boat, I used to wade a lot of streams in central Indiana. 
And that was always the challenge of, you know, where can I get in, you know, putting in at a public place? Well, that's fine. But when you're waiting, well, you know, if you walk a mile upstream, you're, you're waiting the same mile that people have waited. So I would always, you know, at that time, Google Earth wasn't that big of a deal. I'm dating myself a little bit, but I'd use the old Randy McNally. And I would look for road intersections on water bodies. And then I would drive out there and look, hey, does it look like I could get in there? Does it look shady? Does it look like my car might get broke into or I might get shot at? You know, those kinds of things. And, and that was always some of the fun. And maybe that's where this weird pioneering kayak thing in me is coming from, is that it, it's about yeah. the access and, you know, the the thrill of the hunt, right? I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. Yeah. You're almost hunting bass. Yeah. So, well, listen, I appreciate you making some connections with these guys. I mean, you you know, we got talking kayaks and you plugged us into two guys that are doing it. I mean, Drew, geez, six national champion or six national events in one season. One year. On, on a couple of angler of the year on the Hobie and the Bassmaster. I mean, come on, dude. Who's ever yeah. had a season like that, even on the boat side? The, I was trying to think what, was hot. I mean, come on. <laughs> what would be the equivalent on the boat side? You'd about have to have an elite series. I don't know because you're talking about 200 boats in every event too. This isn't like, you know, 95 elite series guys you're competing against, you know, it's a uh, big fields, you know, it's. Well, it's, yeah, but in, in addition fish, to that. That guy can fish. <laughs> yeah. In addition to that, it'd be the equivalent of being the Bass AOY and the MLF AOY in the same year. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not ever happened because <laughs> they make sure that right. can't happen. Uh, right. but yeah, no, I mean, knowledgeable dude. It's interesting to me that with that much, that many accolades and that much success on the water, uh, to say, you know what, I'm good there. I'm going to step back and I'm going to make an event for people to have some fun. And maybe that's just the mm -hmm. testament. I mean, if you win six in a year, you, what, how much more do you have to prove? Right. I mean, <laughs> right, right, right. And, and it's a testament to how much the sport has grown. Okay. And how, I guess to use, use the term, uh, professional it's gotten as far as you know rigid mm -hmm. with the rules and all that and competitive uh then the guys already said hey man i want to walk this back a little bit to its roots you mm -hmm. know what i mean even just three three to five years ago where where it was and a little more fun a uh, little you know no less competitive but just more about the, the experience yeah you know and it was funny when you brought up the point about the drew rule and of course now his league doesn't have the drew rule so I thought, man, maybe somebody should have thought about that rule because that by penalizing him, they may have motivated him to uh, come up and be a competitor against the trail side of it. But you know, I get the rule thing. Mm -hmm. I, I get, I get why they have it as a tournament director. Um, it's some of it's got to be just to keep tabs on people and know where they're at, right? And then, yeah. Uh, but to his point, you know, he wants it to be about choose your adventure and make your own rules in that regard. So I get that. I think that's fun. Uh, that's that that endures far longer than just a mere tournament win, right? So yeah, no, I, the wins they come and go, but when when they got to change the rules, you remember that. So well, <laughs> well, we've got one more coming up, and actually, once I get this thing edited and produced, man, I am officially out of office for a few days. I'm going to go battle the winner and try to catch a few. We've got a two day tournament this weekend, and uh, once I hit publish on this dude, I'm checking out. So ten four. The next time we get to get together, we'll have some fishing stories and uh, we'll be coming up on your first kayak event or your next kayak right. event, I should say. Cool deal. So good luck to you. Good luck to the rest of our listeners out there on the water. Tight lines. Be safe, everybody. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of the AC Insider Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one.
Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse. Also brought to you in part by Pro Charging Systems, makers of the Dual Pro Chargers, TH Marine, Trickstep, Toyota Bonus Bucks, Costa Conserve and Compete, and of course, anglerschannel.com, your number one tournament bass fishing resource.